Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The timing of Danny Green will work out pretty well because... I don't, I don't know if they're going to make a move at the deadline, but you're at least going to get two or three games to look at Danny to Green gauge. to see if, okay, if what we're seeing in practice matches what happens in an NBA game. Um, but I, I'm convinced they're not going to make a move at the deadline. I think they're going to stand pat. But it, we'll see. Maybe now the, the, the Adams thing makes things, you know, right. a little more, you know, do you go out and make like, you know, go get like a, a backup big. You know, or or do you just roll? You say, you know what? We'll just roll with Tillman for for a month. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I my gut tells me they still probably stand pat. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want to use yeah. assets on something short term like that. Um, and then you know, is Danny Green the the trade deadline acquisition in essence that covers up for you know? I would say concerns about you know what Zaire Williams and John Conchar will do when the lights are the brightest this postseason. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I mean, the, look, he's 21 years old, um, but he's shooting 26% from three this year. Yeah, but it, to be fair, like his last five or ten games, Zaire has played better. I agree. Um, he's looking much closer to what they want him to be. Folks that are down on him don't want to hear that right now, Mark. I mean, look, I'm with you. I think he's looked better. You got to give the kid time. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he missed a significant portion of the season, to start of the year, and they were already flowing. That's fair, but right now, I mean, he's he's a 30 percent shooter from three in his career. What would you bet on? Would you bet on Zaire Williams being a success or being somewhere else in two years? Well, um, I don't know. I think it's too hard to tell. This year's his whole trajectory got thrown off by how much time he missed. Yep. I would say this. I think the but way that is part of the discussion. But yes, I think the way the front office, this front office looks at things, I think they look at it as well. We want to see what he does in the postseason in order to evaluate him, mm-hmm. rather than we want we don't trust him. They look at it more as well. We want to see if we should trust him. And like, like, because I don't think they view it the same way a lot of fans do. That like, they need to just go for broke because they have a contending team. I think they're looking at it in terms of we want to see. Like, we th- we if you look at the past couple years, like the postseason more than anything was what they used to evaluate the roster. When they went and lost that Utah Jazz series, they decided, you know what, like, Jonas isn't good enough for this. Isn't the right fit for this spot at the five. He gets killed on the pick-and-roll defensively, and we need to get him the ball too much on offense, and that may have played a role in why it was so clunky with Jaron coming back from injury that year. And so they got rid of Jonas. Last offseason, after they lost in the playoffs to Golden State, they decided we don't have enough shooting on this roster. And like, DeAnthony had given them what they, you know, what they need to see. Is that regular season's one yeah, thing, playoffs? They another, gave him another. Point. They gave yep. him a postseason yep. to show what he could do, and he didn't deliver. And you know, Kyle was, you know, they didn't want to spend ten million dollars on a non-shooter. And 
then they went and drafted. Every player they drafted was a better than 40% three-point shooter last year in college. And now, like, obviously, like, they're not necessarily contributing the way Kyle and DeAnthony did last year, but they made their, their personnel decisions based off what happened in the postseason. And so that's what I see them doing with Zaire in terms of, like, projecting him out. Like, I think they want to see him in that eighth-man role in the playoffs, and I think they're going to do it, um, you know, or, or whatever it is. Like, I think right now they have seven guys you can trust, and you probably need eight for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They'll And, you know, you're going to play nine probably, but, like, you need eight. And so, you know, because I, I, I would put Tyus and Brandon Tyus Clark. Tyus and Brandon in them. And then the, the five starters. Those are the guys you trust. And then is it Zaire? Is it Santi? Is it Danny Green? Santi's up. That he's up there. Up. You but feel like, pretty good. St- you can't say right now you just fully trust him in the playoffs until you see He's him, certainly going to get a, you know, chance to prove himself no doubt, in the man. playoffs. Yeah. There's he's no doubt it. he's earned that. Um, but, you know, we'll see when the playoffs come. I agree with, with you. He's like, I would put him ahead of Zaire in terms of the, oh, no doubt. do I trust him in a playoff series? I don't know, but I think I'm closer to trusting him than I am Zaire. Uh, even though Zaire was a, you know, not Average bad eight, player eight in the playoffs last year. Eight points yeah. against Golden State. And was good, you know, like what I think they like about Zaire is he's literally like a six foot ten perimeter defender. And they struggle, other than Dylan Brooks, defending the perimeter. Like he's a guy... You can play with Ja and give Dylan a break. You know, like he was defending Steph Curry last year in the playoffs. And like I'm not saying he did a awesome, awesome job, but he also wasn't horrible. Right. You know, like he didn't yeah. it didn't look terrible. Um and so like he is a unique player in that he's like a two slash three who's like six foot ten. And so I don't think they want to uh limit his growth possibilities by bringing in some rental veteran mm-hmm. to play over him. I, I whether you agree with that or not, that's how I think they're thinking. Well, I mean, well, I mean he was a, he's, a, he's a top ten pick. I mean, they invested a lot in him. Yeah. So, I mean, I get that. I think, you know, it just depends on the caliber of player we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know? I just don't think the type of player people are talking about. Like, I would, would OG Ananobi? Like, I just don't think, like, I mean, that means your base. I mean, if you're bringing in OG Ananobi, to me, you're saying, we're getting rid of Dylan Brooks. And I don't know if they're there. I don't think they're at that place. Yeah, because you're not going to have OG Ananobi and Dylan Brooks on this. Dylan's team. tough, man. It's hard, it's hard to it's hard to come down with a strong opinion on Dylan because he just he's had a bad stretch here lately. Oh, <laughs> well, this month, yeah. Like I mean, there was he had the game winning block against who was it? Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. he had the game winning block. Against, we we came in the next day just you know gushing about him, and then of course every game since then he's just been horrible. He's having the least. It's hard to believe this because, you know, you look at him and you go, this is not an efficient player. He's having the least efficient season of his career right now. Yeah, he's shooting under 40%, under 40% for the first time in his career. It's not great. He it's need, been hard to defend him. You need to – he needs – you know, they, they've they been trying to playing, play him with Ja a lot because Ja is the one guy he seems to really defer to. And the really the problem lately has been he's taken he's, – I mean, like he's taken more shots than Jaron, and he shouldn't be. It should right. be the pecking order is Ja, Dez, Jaron, Dylan. He should be four. And um, you know, he should be take he should be driving to the basket and he should be taking um spot up three pointers. That's really what his game is. He doesn't view it that way. And like you have to balance that because and you have to probably give him a little leeway because of how much effort he gives you on the defensive end and sort of that soul he gives you, mm-hmm. that backbone he gives this team. Um and so I, I still like him. The past few games have not been the version of Dylan that is the best. Like, the version of Dylan takes 
I, I would say it should be like 8 to 10, but I'm accounting for the Dylan factor. I'm saying 10 to 12 shots a game, yeah. you know, and half of them should be three-pointers. And that that and then he's playing tenacious defense. And he's out there with Ja quite a bit because that's the person he will defer to yep. for sure. Um and so that that's the version you want and you know, again, you've got three months to kind of figure it out and get it in his head. Like yep. this is the version of you we need. It seemed it seems like at times this year he's really towed that line, mm-hmm. but you know because of injuries, because of other factors, especially recently, it seems like we're getting you know you know eighteen shots. I read sixteen shots. I read this. Uh, I read this piece up at USA Today where they sort of really. Dove into his shot selection. I saw that Brian Kalbrowski. Yeah, yeah, he is. He takes the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh worst shots in the NBA, um, and 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 the group behind him is pretty. It's it's an indictment. I mean, Jay Nivey, Russell Westbrook, Lou Dort, Kelly Oubre, Mather, and a rookie Scotty Barnes. He takes shots according to USA Today, considered approximately as difficult as Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry. Tyrese Halliburton. That's how he sees himself. And he yeah. makes when you talk to him, only he talks, a fraction of them. You, he talks often about that Kobe documentary. Uh, like, he loves Kobe Bryant. And I think he kind of looks at, like, offensively, like, I'm not saying he, compare, he, he compares himself to Kobe Bryant, but I think he looks at, like, his shot, the shots he takes is, like, these are the kind of shots Kobe took, and, like, I can, I can make these, and he can, but he hasn't shown he can make them efficiently, not like Kobe. Um, and so they need to recalibrate it. I mean, that's just the reality. Mm-hmm. Like you, Taylor Jenkins isn't going to do it publicly. I don't think because I I think I think Taylor knows. I think right now it's easy. You just put the mirror in front of him because it's a career yeah. low. Like this isn't something you've got to. Well, you saw the other night. Vince to, to Michael of. asked it's as bad as it's ever been. To Michael asked him about the shot selection the other night out in Sacramento, maybe. And 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 Taylor Jenkins said something along the lines of like. Well, you know, one or two or three, you know, we gotta, yeah, we gotta, we gotta look at, and like that was, I think that's as far as you'll hear him go publicly. Mm. But the fact that he went there publicly tells me he's probably saying something a little harsher behind the scenes. Um, yeah. But I think he'll be. I, I mean, ultimately, I, I, I want Dylan Brooks on my team in the playoffs. I don't know. I'm not I'm, like I'm still there. I'm not one of those people who uh, is so down on him. Like I think he brings a whole lot to this team. Uh, and if he can just get his shot selection under control, and that's a big if because we've been saying that for like three years now, um, I, I think he's. A, I think you need a guy like him on your team. You just yeah. you gotta have. I agree like there. Him. I do agree there. Like his demeanor, his personality. Exactly right. Exactly. His right. will, the spirit of the thing. Yeah, no doubt. He is Mark Giannato. Thank Catch you, him uh, at commercialco.com. Two to four here on our turn FM ES. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Now, it's The Rundown, presented by Trippett Insurance. Trippett Insurance at 6462 Stage Road in Bartlett. Depend on your local insurance agent. Trippett Insurance at 901-365-1472. Online at TrippettAgency.com. The Rundown, with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Okay, so I don't know what the expectation was here, but now we know officially, according to Kansas City Chiefs reporters, Patrick Mahomes is going to practice. In fact, everyone is going to practice for the Chiefs, including McCole Hardman, who uh, is an underrated piece of that offense, has been out for uh, a little while here. Uh, he's only played eight games this season, so he is going to be back. Uh, so, so Patrick Mahomes is going to go today. No injuries to report, mm. according to Andy Reid, which I kind of find interesting. And that was going to be the question. Is this going to be a deal where Mahomes doesn't want to test it, it's that sensitive, and you just go into game week, get the steroid shots or whatever, and hope that you can manage? Or is this something that you indeed will be able to practice on? Now, we don't know if it's going to be a full practice. We don't know if it's going to be a limited, although Andy Reid said he's going to go through everything. So, that tells you a lot right there. Is that, is that gamesmanship? Yeah. Yeah. High ankle sprain, though you got a little dramatic with what it was, right? If this was a true high ankle sprain that's really hurting him, right. there's no way you're even going out. Or that Andy Reid saying you're a full go right. on Wednesday. There'd right. be no point in that. Yeah, it does seem like maybe the injury was overstated. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's not an ankle sprain, but not to, to the severity. We, we've seen high ankle sprains have guys out for weeks, and, and you're dealing with that. This one, you'd say at least to the degree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what did they got? They got them. It's all one, two, and three now, right? I mean, maybe this was a one. R- right. A grade. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly right. Grade yeah. one ankle sprain. Um, Mahomes said, uh, I will be ready to go uh, on Sunday. So, so when he, when they, when he beats Burrow, it'll add to the, to the greatness of this story, the, him overcoming the legend, a, the legend of Mahomes, grade half an ankle sprain. Yeah, so again, that, I, you're right. If it was like a, if he he right when three goes is worse, right? And this oh, yeah. when ankle sprains He'd one two on three, crutches. that's what no, I'm saying with the way they're yeah, and, grade uh, one is yeah. the is the lightest one, right? To where yes, that's the I just want to make sure that we had it numbered correctly, right? Yeah, the uh, more got, severe it is, the higher the exactly, grade. The higher the grade, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so it's got to be some low grade ankle sprain for him to feel this good on Wednesday, right? To be Considered a full go in practice. Reporter said he's walking fine. That's um, big time, man. He said he said that his turf toe in 2019 was harder to deal with than this. Now again, I I think some of this is clearly going to be some gamesmanship. Like, oh, this ain't even that bad. Like, this ain't even that bad, man. But again, it's also the action. The action is he's going. He's practicing. We won't know if it's full or limited until this afternoon, until after practice. But but what was Andy's wording that you used there? He's gonna. Everybody's gonna. Everybody's gonna go. Everybody's gonna do a full. Okay. You know. Everybody's gonna do it. We're gonna do everything. Doesn't sound like there's any limitations. Yeah. So, but isn't Andy Reen? Isn't he notorious for like sandbagging with injuries? Isn't that something he's kind of known for? Like that's something he's always that, done. No, he didn't with that turf toe, right? That thing bothered him yeah. in the playoffs. Either way. 
uh, it's uh, look. We need a hell. We need Mahomes to be healthy. Well, I think it's a better game if he is. Yeah, that just is a. And you don't you know. want like to be honest. I think any competitor like you don't want there to be any sort of narrative about this game if it it goes a certain way. If you win, I know that's how I feel. You win, Joe, because I don't want to hear any excuses. Exactly right. Spank that tail again. If you lose, you don't. You don't. That, that to me, you're practicing on Wednesday. You don't get to come back on Monday and say, "Well, I had a sprained ankle." What did you want? I don't think you get to say that. Now we won't know how. No, nobody will know. I mean, you can't simulate game, you know, as much as you want to in practice. And I don't even think they're gonna do that. Certainly not today. I think they'll keep it really light today. Maybe they amp it up as the as the week goes on. But I do think this will have an impact in, of course, the betting markets. And this is where people are gonna see these reports. If Patrick Mahomes is a full go. Again, that will indicate that he's fine and that he's not going to be impacted in a big way, you know, by the injury theoretically. So I think the biggest risk for him probably is just re-aggravation of it as opposed to mm. what it's going to mean for him, you know, mobility-wise. I think the, the bigger problem is just if he, if he you know, if he, if he gets awkwardly tackled again, then that could really be the end of it. Yeah. Um, but that is the update for today. Mahomes is practicing. McCole Harmon is practicing, setting up what should be an absolutely epic AFC championship game on Sunday. Next story. All right, Memphis Grizzlies are at the Warriors tonight. We know that part. Warriors are 17-6 and six at Chase, uh, Chase Center. And, of course, the Grizzlies are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Last I looked, they'll have to do it without Steven Adams. Got that news last night that he's expected to be sidelined three to five weeks with that PCL sprain in his right knee was suffered against the Phoenix Suns very late in that game, was diving for ball. Stephen Adams hustling like he always does. In this case, comes back to cost you. We talked with Giannato about you know what it's going to take for the Grizzlies to sort of overcome this, who you're using, those kinds of things. There was some good injury news yesterday in the form of Danny Green uh, and the word from both his podcast and from Woj, as John said, Woj scooped uh, Danny Green in this case. Uh, he's supposed to be back by February 1. He expects to make his season debut, obviously coming off a pretty severe left knee injury uh, eight months ago in the playoffs. We talked, too, about expectations for him coming back. But back to Steven Adams being out, because John touched on this as we started the rundown. Uh, pretty pretty, pretty funny, because, again, everyone is trying to figure out what you do. You know, we, we talked about on the floor, probably see Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson out there. Maybe we see more Santi and Jaron. All of that said, all us fans are trying to find a solution. You go out, do you do something with the trade deadline, go bolster yourself up in the middle of all that. Uh, someone asked... This morning, what's Mark Gasol up to? I believe is how this went. I believe I want to I want to give credit where it's due. I believe Ryan Joyner asked that question, and way over across seas, a man got the call. He he was tagged in this. Uh, Ryan asked Mark Gasol, "What you up to, my man?" And look, Mark Gasol has tweeted back. It's him. It's the uh, Bridges stirring tea. I can't tell if that's like, uh. Say what? I'm washed up? Or if maybe I might be interested. Are you all looking at the yeah, tweet? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. I don't know what I, – I, it's like I don't know what the – you know. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's saying – Like, I, I'm good? I mean, Jeff has his robe on in this very famous uh, GIF or JIF, whichever one you know. – mm-hmm. GIF is what I like to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has his robe on there. That looks like a man who's, who's done and telling you, yeah. why are you calling on me? Yeah, that said, so. it's nice to see Mark Gasol still responding uh, when when Grizz fans put out the the Gasol call, the back call. Look, Mark Gasol is is currently in the uh, <clears throat> España, right? Liga ACB in Spain. Uh, he's playing for the love of the game. 
right now. And Did he play last night? I have no idea. I, I'm not up on. I'm not up I'm on. Just saying, if he's still basket, Garona's, Girona's yeah. schedule. I have no idea. Could you not play for the love of the game? No. Okay. No. I mean, he. I don't think Mark wants that NBA smoke anymore. Well, I think that's what I'm, – I'm with you. Again, I, I think he's you like, use that Bridges one. He's 37 years he's old. He's got the robe on. He's kind of at the end. Um, and I don't even – like, I don't even know how effective he would he would be at 37, you know? I mean, yeah, he's a high IQ player. You would, you know, he would. it would be fun to see him again in a, in a Grizz uniform, but – but like, is he starting? Is he a starting caliber big man in the NBA in 2023, bro? No, come on, not a chance. As much as I love him, he wasn't even. He wasn't even. Um, like by the end of it, LeBron didn't even like him. LeBron wanted him out of the LA. He fell off pretty fast. Which again, great career. Did he sign his retirement papers? I don't know. I guess not. Huh? I mean, have seen news of that. Mike hasn't even signed his retirement papers. So some of these guys just never do it. And I feel like Mike, Mark. Is, How come you don't do that? Because you just don't want the you don't want the uh, the hubbub. You don't want to like do the press conference thing. You don't want to retire your. Jersey. You don't have to have a press conference when you sign your retirement papers. It doesn't necessarily have to be public. Well, maybe maybe Mike is it is it a way of keeping the, the door? Way. Is it a way of just mentally keeping the door ajar and telling yourself? Well, I don't. I, don't, I mean, look. I, from what I know minds, about the mindset involved in that. From what I know about Mike today, in terms of the way that he takes care of his body, he is not looking for the door. Well, and they're so the rich, NBA. they don't need the retirement clock and the ch- to start yeah. ticking. I mean, if a few buckets of you know high noons is preparing for your return to the NBA, then yeah, I'd say Mike is a hundred percent ready. But beyond that, I don't know. I just think it's like a clerical thing. You just don't get around to doing it. Um, and 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 Mark's still playing, right? So he's like he's still playing somewhere. So he's like, oh, I'm well, like, that would actually be a good thing for the Grizzlies that he's in terms of considering bringing him back. That he's playing, he's in some kind of shape. Yeah, but it's it's a different no. No, it's it, this is not a it's consideration. Xavier, Xavier Tillman. What, th- th- this is a story because it's cute that Marcus All responded. Is I mean from I, overseas? Is it not? I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm sure th- he's I feel, flattered. I feel like Marcus All is a man of very few tweets. I don't feel he like is. he's very like, like he's prolific on social media. So when he comes out and 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 gives us this this great gift, yeah. it absolutely is news. No, I think, even if he's not ever going to be back with this organization, which we know full well. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think he's probably flattered that somebody. But he's like, man, what the hell is wrong with y'all? Oh, I think it's awesome that he responded. He's still a grizzly, y'all. I know what he ended up in Toronto and what L.A. got run out of L.A. by LeBron. John says, but he's still a grizzly. He is, and he, he still responds when the bad call is put out. Yeah, there should be a. Um, and he told you he's done. There should be a, a you know a ceremony for him someday, right? Yeah, I guess we got to wait till retirement papers. Yeah. But but, you know some some organizations don't want you to retire. He will get a ceremony. I know the like Grizzlies Zach will. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, it doesn't always. It's not always that. If you bounce, and he, I, he didn't really bounce around. I wouldn't say. I mean, he played for the Raptors, played for the Lakers. Which he, I mean, he won a title. What are we talking about here? Right. Like it got good for him. It did. It ended really well for him, and I'm happy for him. But I do not need to see him back with this organization on the floor, and I think he shares the same sentiment. So Mark Gasol won't be out there tonight uh, in San Francisco against the Golden State Warriors. Dylan Brooks, though, will. Yes, he will. And just to extend that conversation a little bit more because the numbers are here and the numbers are bad, uh, Mark mentioned it. We talked about he's shooting under 40% on the season for the first time in his career. It's a career uh, worst. And, again, I don't think the conversation has to be very long with him that he's got to be better. He obviously has to realize when he's shooting 35% from the field this month, the average has dropped to 12 points. Um, he's never been super efficient. He's never been efficient 
We know that, but it's gotten to a level where it's absolutely killing you. Uh, For the season, we said it's at 39.8%, and the shots haven't gone down in a way where you could say, well, I'm not getting my shots anything else. Uh, The efficiency has just dropped off the off the off the face of the earth, essentially. Like this is bad when you're shooting a professional shooting 35 percent for the field, yeah. taking as many shots as he does. It's tough. So it's hurt them offensively. They've gone from jumping up to almost top five offensively during that streak. They were six to back outside of the top ten. A lot of it is Dylan Brooks' inefficiency. He ain't the only thing. There's no question about it. But especially at a time where your offense is losing a key piece, as John said, a facilitator and Stephen Adams, guys are going to have to be better. Uh, and particularly uh, somebody that's been as as bad offensively as Dylan Brooks has. So hopefully uh, keep an eye on him tonight. You're getting a proper amount of shots and a better level of efficiency because it's been it's been really bad this month. Next story. I want to bring this story to your attention, and I want to see what you think. The AP has announced their finalists for Coach of the Year in the NFL, and the list has three contenders. Yeah, I think this – my eyes were drawn to this. I think this is a great conversation. Brian Dable, mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan, yep. Doug Peterson. Those are the three head coaches up for the award. Um, before we even get into the three that are there, I think we should talk about the one who is not, and that is Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. How can Kyle Shanahan be on this list? Give me a break. But Nick Sirianni is not. Like, explain that to me. because I I will explain to you as soon as you're done. I'm going to give you your time to ask that very profound question. Because I'm pretty sure that Jalen Hurts was a rookie last year Mm -hmm. under Nick Sirianni. I'm pretty sure that he took the step with Sirianni this year. I'm pretty sure that they were the number one defense (laughs) or the number two defense in the NFL and the number one offense at times throughout the NFL. Yes, they went out and they got A.J. Brown. Yes, to me, this is the same argument I run into with Taylor Jenkins. Do not hold a guy's quality, roster quality, against his ability to coach. They were a wild card team last year. Now that they go from that to the top seed in the NFC, right, with a second-year quarterback, this is not some... Well, Dable wasn't that. Well, I'm not really... I'm not taking... I got you. Sirianni's not a... Finalist? No, yeah, he was initially announced as one, and then they then they corrected it. And I'm looking at it right That's now. That's crazy, dude. Dable, Sh- Dable oh, Shanahan, and Peterson. He everybody is the, calm down. He's the one seed in the NFC, man. All right, they went from the wild card. They only lost one game in the regular season with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I I think this is just ridiculous. I think that if you're going to put Shanahan on here, you got to put um, how many win? How many yeah. do win without Jalen Hurts? Uh, so with your boy. They went 0-2 without him. They went 0-2 without him. That's right. Yes, they did. Now, one of them was against the Cowboys. One of them was against the Cowboys. Uh, and then one of them – So he couldn't win without Hurts, huh? Was out. No, I mean, but look, he did – is he not – does he not get credit for Hurts' development? I mean, are, do those conversations not go hand-in-hand? Hand? I mean, we give Shanahan credit for Purdy. And, like, Purdy just came in there and was just like, oh, he, here he is. He's Joe Montana. It's the system, right? We say it's the system. When now, he lost quarterbacks, he continued to win. Yeah, he did. Now again, I think you're talking about a two game sample here, a two game, and and they did get they did start the season under 500, you know, with Jimmy G. I'm just saying, if you put Kyle in there with his defense and, and that offense, then you should put Nick Sirianni in there. I don't think either one of them should win it. Kyle is winning with three quarterbacks. He is. 
He is. He's down to his third, a guy that was picked last in the draft. That's true. That's exactly that, – that is a fair point. But I they think, haven't lost since October. But Kyle has already done this before. Kyle's already been to the Super Bowl. He's already he's, – he's been doing yeah, this for with, a long time. with one quarterback, and now you're doing it with a completely different one. Yeah, so no, just, it's a it's – a, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm saying if, 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 you're, if, if he is there, then I just think Shanahan should be uh, – excuse me, that, uh, that, that Sirianni yeah. should be there. I mean, I'm not saying either one should win. I think Dable or Peterson – Given where yeah, they that's took the discussion, fr- I thought we were going to have. I didn't realize that you were, uh, you've been hired just, by Sirianni. I, I just think Sirianni gets completely po- uh, crapped on. <laughs> Nobody, no, no. Where is this coming from, bro? He gets no, no it, respect. I know it's coming because the money's in on Philly. That's where the money. Oh, is. He gets right? no. That's where John's. He money, didn't even make John's the cut. Money, he didn't even make this cash. Is like, well, yeah, this, I think it's really this a slap is like, in the face to have him on a list erroneously and then to pull it back. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, the, it now goes that, back that, to the that disrespect. That must really hurt. This is like when Memphis got uh, left out of the Dude. Big Twelve for Tulane. <laughs> you know the, the old. They made the Philadelphia. Let me tell you something. You, me, and Ryan Silverfield could coach Philly. Stop, man. They were a wild card we team last year. We would be successful. They were a wild card team last now, year. Now, we put Sylvie on that old line, okay? <laughs> I want you calling the plays. <laughs> He's not managing the roster. No, I want John calling the plays. <laughs> hey, no problem. I, I'm creative, bro. We're going to line. We're going we're gonna to do some creative stuff. Bro. A.J. Brown made Jalen Hurts what he's becoming. And Jalen Hurts has made himself what he's become. I'll give you that Sirianni's been good, but don't say it's the same as what Shanahan has done. I'm not saying he deserves to win. And especially the fact they didn't win games once Jalen went out. No, your your argument about the quarterback is compelling, right? That is the best part of the argument. But I just feel that roster was still built in a way to basically let somebody step in and do it. Now you're right. 0-2 without Jalen Hurts. That's a strike against Sirianni. But I don't think I'm not I'm not arguing that Sirianni should have won. I'm just arguing that he should have been, been on there. It should have been a list Shanahan. of four. You find him equal to the job Shanahan has done, though. That's the case that well, you just made. I just and think it, that's not I think e- it's not equal. I think their I, rosters you, are there, the spirit of the argument is the same, right? They both have awesome rosters. They probably have the two best rosters in the NFL. You know? And in the NBA that's not what we give the award based on. We don't give the award based on who has the best record with the best roster, do we? We usually give it to the guy that has the biggest turnaround, like Monty Williams. Nobody wants to give the uh, the coach of the year to to Taylor Jenkins or Malone, right, in Denver because their rosters, they came into this season and everybody expected them to be good. You know? Well, a lot of the coach of the year stuff is sometimes it's turnaround, but sometimes yeah. it's if you just miss Monty Williams yeah. and you come back and have a great year, you're going to get it year two. I and mean, the only reason Missoula's the favorite right now is because of the scandal and the circumstances. It's not If, if Emei was doing this, would he be coach of the year? Was he coach of the year last year? Did he win it last year? No, uh, Monty won it last okay. year. He Taylor Jenkins was okay. second. So That's what I'm saying. So Emei would have won it this year. Uh, because uh, yeah. he didn't win it last year. Yeah. It's all, Possibly. The, the NBA yeah, is just, probably, season they're having yeah. right now, yes. I'm the, yeah, the NBA is just politics. Now, here's the question. Although Who, Taylor doesn't seem to get that same love. He doesn't. Said he's low on list this year. Yeah. He was second now, I, last I th- year. I think before this swoon, doesn't seem he had graduated to that point. He had gotten to the second best odds oh, had he? before this swoon. Before the three in a row. I think that's probably dropped now. Now, here's the question. Who deserves it? Well, see, this is, again, where we separate because I would tell you that Shanahan, that's why, that's why I was drawn to this, He's done. I could argue he's done just as good a job as Dable and Peterson. Like you, you kind of set those two up there and said, "Okay, the winner's coming in here." My thing is when you do it with three quarterbacks, the guy, the the, the guy picked last in the draft. That's just as impressive. Albeit though, if you're looking for turnaround, mm-hmm. 
then yes, it's like, Dable or Peterson. Well, like, so so, there's, so there's, if you're, if you're there's different criteria because I think what Shanahan's done is just impressive. I, okay. I know insulated, great roster, but to do it with – when do we see dudes doing it with third stringers haven't lost since October? No. Like that's uh, – So if, if you had an AP vote, you would vote Shanahan for coach of the year? I'm just saying I think he has just as, to use your word, a compelling an argument as the as, as Dable or Peterson. He would never that get my said, vote. He would I, never get my vote. Yeah, I don't You hate him just because no, Sirianni's he, getting slighted here. No. But you know darn well Shanahan's Sirianni would not get my vote either. So neither one of them would get my vote. So which one are you taking, Dable or Peterson? Well, I think they. Bo- I think it's neck and neck for those. It two. really is because I think they both inherited really bad situations. And when you think about a good coaching job, what constitutes a good coaching job? Is it is it managing and getting the most out of an already great roster, or is it inheriting a situation where there were almost no expectations and then propping the culture up, propping the expectation of winning up? Because I think that to me is. That's the start, right? Like, that's how you come in. Is this guy going to cut it as a coach or not? And I think we've both learned that. We knew already knew that about Doug from his time in Philly, but we learned that about Brian Dable. Whose situation was worse? To me, it was Jacksonville's. They go from being the laughing stock of the, of the NFL, um, listless, Urban Meyer, win two games. Man, that is very true. Trevor Lawrence was not developing, and Doug Peterson comes in, and they win the division. So, I, but, but again – Brian Dable took over a Giants team that had not finished above 500 since we took this show over. And he, how many games did they win last year? Um, I don't know if they it was more than Jacksonville though, right? They you talking about this year? Oh, oh you mean no, last, last year? year yeah, 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 just yeah, in terms yeah, yeah, of turnarounds. Yeah, yeah. Yes, what he was. They won more, yes, but they went from 31st in both points scored and total yards in consecutive years under Joe Judge to 15 and 18. So there was a pretty big jump there too. Um, I would vote Doug Peterson. I would vote Doug Peterson because that uh, Trevor Lawrence had 17 t- picks to 12 touchdowns last year, and this year he had 25 touchdowns to eight picks. So the development and the wow. impact was just it was everywhere. the 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 offense was better, the the defense was better. They won a playoff game, um, they won their division. I, I but I but I would not be upset if they gave it to Dable either because I think both of the I mean. The Giants. So it, was only one, it was only one more win for the Giants. Four and thirteen to three okay. and fourteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Points. So I think it's really I, close. Oh, it's neck and neck. Because both quarterbacks had career years. Daniel Jones had a career year this year, and now we're talking about him as a franchise quarterback. Yeah. So I think it's I, I flip a coin. I have no problem if you give it to either one. And and the Giants played in the toughest division in football. The Jags did Very not. Very true. Very I would true. I would give it to I would give it to Doug, but I have no problem giving it to Brian Dable, and I, I, you will not catch me protesting. Who has your AP vote? It's a great question. It's a great question. It'll be announced, by the way, at NFL Honors on February the 9th. So as long as you submit it before, I think you probably have until next Friday to get that in. You make such a good argument here, and it's not just because I want to be on an opposite side of you. I'm saying I want to do that today. But I'm going to give Dable the edge just because I feel like he spoke in terms of what he did with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones was sorry. Yeah, he was. I think with Trevor, while he was mismanaged with Urban Meyer, we all agree. We, we said, you put him with Peterson? Okay, this is going to go up. And he was just a rookie. Right. So there's more to work with there, whereas with my thing with Daniel Jones was, dude, a lot of us were saying, well, the Giants are going to move on because this dude can't take care of the football like that we've seen what Daniel Jones is. And here comes Dable and just turns the guy into a guy that protects the football. All of a sudden, he's playing the best football of his life. So I, I would just give him the edge based on totally that. Fair. But I'm with you that that thing is neck and neck. And I think in the end, both of them have probably done a, a, 
a better coaching job than yep. Shanahan, yep. even though I think that one's super impressive. And, I would, I, I, and we, of course, we know what you think about Nick Sirianni and the job yes, he's done yes. mentoring young right. Michael Jordan, Jalen Hurts, hey. and the A.J. Brown combo there. Hey, he plays to win. Now, here's the thing. I predict Dable will win because I think Doug, Doug already – it's gonna his reputation is gonna sort of work against him. Everybody in league circles already knows he's an awesome coach. Gotta be a close vote though. You're right. This this one, I'm yeah. curious to see how that one turns out. Yeah, but I think the rest of them I didn't care about. I think him. Dable because he is a first time head coach. Um, and remember, Brian Dable was the guy at the heart of the uh, at the heart of the uh, what's the guy's name? Brian Flores, right? He's at he was at the heart of the. Oh yeah, when dude's the wrong yeah. Brian. Yeah. Right. He, Bill Belichick thought he was congratulating Brian Dable on the head job with the Giants, but it went to Brian Flores, and and it was just like, all right, like this dude better be good with all the, you know, shortcuts they're taking. And it turns out that Brian Dable actually was awesome. And by the way, look at the Bills. The Bills season ended in the same exact spot a year ago, and it did so in it wasn't dramatic fashion. It was very non-dramatic, and that offense regressed. Uh, as the season went on, they replaced him with Ken Dorsey, and it just never felt like it was it was gr- as good as it could have been. Mm. And the season is now ending, not with like oh this heartbreaker to Mahomes with 13 seconds left. It's ending with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs uh, barking at each other, and uh, and that's not that's not good. That is not good. No, it's not. Um, Who's the MVP? Allen, Burrow, Hurts, Jefferson, or Mahomes? Do we ha- is that already voted on? Like is that is that vote already in or they're, is it, they're fi- they're the finalists the AP finalists? But the my question is, do we know if the voting has concluded? Because to me, I'm assuming so that it's off. That's how they've come down to the finalists. Mm-hmm. That you do, you're not factoring in playoffs and everything else. Yes, I, I think. It, I, I mean, I don't. I don't know when the cutoff was. Uh, it's. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. Because we saw we saw what they did without him. He's also up for offensive player of the year. I wonder does that does that hurt him at all in the MVP running that you would say? Yeah, he's gonna win one of the two. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you I mean, how can it not be Jalen Hurts though? Jeff he's up against Jefferson and Mahomes, your boy. Who yeah, you love can't Jeff, do any it's wrong. Not, it's not Jefferson. Um but you know, Mahomes, here's th- here's something that's to me working against Mahomes. It's at career highs and yardage and did I hear you say I that think yardage you did. and I touchdowns? Think you did. Uh not touchdowns, but yardage, I believe. Oh. Um and if it wasn't career best, it was second career best. Chad Henney got in there last week and drove him 98 yards yeah. for a touchdown, yes, man. Did. Yes, he did. Gardner Minshew wasn't doing that. You know? No. Nope. I mean, he, against the Although Saints. Although his first game, didn't he put up 30-something? The first one he tried? I can't remember who they were playing. His, How many did he play? I thought he only thought played two. Twice. Yeah, they lost to the Saints and they lost to the Cowboys. One of them didn't he? It was it was, it was 40 to 34 against That's the Cowboys. The game, yeah. That was okay, the second the Cowboys one. game. Okay, yeah. my bad. I had, I had him inverted there. No, he, they they put up points, but like I got it. I mean, I don't know. I got to go Jalen, man, because they're different. They're they're just so different. And Gardner Minshew, by the way, is one of the best backups in the league. You would say, you know, he's started. He's, he's feisty. <laughs> he started, and so so I, I mean, Jalen hurts. Who's the favorite? I have no idea. I don't have the. I don't Who would have, you yeah. say? I mean, Burrow is it, like I, they're probably. It's probably going to end up going to Josh Allen. Yeah, when it should be going Josh to Burrow. Allen. Yes, when it should, I, I, because I'm, he is their offense, John. When it should be going to Joe Burrow. I mean, they were the one. They were the. I mean, what what are we talking about? It's got to be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, right? Because you're talking about the one and the two seeds. Yeah, but why can't? I mean, uh, well, I mean, the NFC. You got Jalen Hurts is the one. Again, I think they're going to go offensive player of the year, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I don't have the, any uh, Last thing, did Brock Purdy's emergence cost Kenneth Walker the Offensive Rookie of the Year? Yes. 
I'm afraid it did. Yeah, you, you have to give it to Brock Kenneth Walker would have gotten that if, if Brock Purdy never sees the light of day, which he shouldn't have this season. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy that he's out there. But, yeah, it cost our man Arlington, uh, Arlington native Kenneth Walker, the Seahawks rookie, Probably cost him offensive rookie of the year. What Brock Purdy's done for the I don't even have the I don't even have any futures. I will say this over at uh, over at you know it's just funny how they they do this. Guess who the favorites, the co favorites to win the Super Bowl are? The Super Bowl MVP, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Joe Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts plus both plus three hundred to win Super Bowl MVP. Mahomes is right there plus three fifty. And then the next guy is Brock Purdy at plus 800. There's no way in hell Brock Purdy is ever going to win a Super Bowl. Even if they win the Super Bowl, he ain't winning the damn MVP. It'll be like uh, McCaffrey or some or Kittle or somebody like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 close, man. I, I don't obviously voting's complete, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, Dable. I think Dable wins it. Dable will win it. Doug Peterson can live with the fact that he won his division and should run it for the next five to six years. And then uh, he's got. I mean, Lawrence is a top ten quarterback. Like that's a crazy thing that that to, to come away from this season. Like no one is true, but it is. Yeah, he's a that dude's a top ten QB in this league, um, and that's a that's a tough one for that division. I want you to save this audio if we can. We're gonna send it up to Nick Sirianni on Valentine's Day, John, giving him a sweet little kiss. I, I just want. Him, I just want. If nobody else respects what he's done, I do. Well, now he knows. Cause, cause they're they're winning on Sunday. Man, so, number one supporter here in Memphis. That's right. When uh, I saw him do the head bob at the camera when they were beating the hell out of the Giants, I was like, this guy is the coach I want to play for because he's kicking ass. And if you got a problem with it, man, it's very simple. Just stop it. That's all you got to do. If you if you got a problem with no, Nick Sirianni. We're going to stop it. We're going to stop all that RPO and all that head bobbing hey, and gritty and you want to do. That's right. He want to be a player. He want to be out there dancing in the end zone. Your coach. A.J. Brown is going to have how many? Like 150, you think? Not worried about him. Man, you going to? Dude, we will cover Devontae A.J. Smith. Bra- Fred Warner will cover A.J. Brown because he can cover anything. Please let Fred he Warner will. cover A.J. Brown. He will. I'm, I, want, I want him man-to-man. Don't send A.J. over the middle. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> Devontae Smith going to burn them folks, man. I'm not worried about his little skinny tail. He ain't ready for this yet. <laughs> the Slim Reaper. Devontae's that man's so skinny, look like a broom out there running. He does, but he gets he gets he's open. So little, he gets open though. Why y'all so hate man, little? But skin and bones out I there. I will say his size works to his advantage occasionally because he can slip those those oh, ends. Yeah. He slides through the it's cracks. It's amazing to watch, like yeah. a friggin' doctor. Not like on the on the routes, like he'll slide Woo! between the cornerback's legs and get back up. He's and so catch fast, him. he just yeah. slips through. Yeah, no, you saw it last weekend. Now he's not like Tyreek Hill's small, but he's like stout. You know what oh, I mean? It's wild to watch. It, Devontae Smith's just a small dude. It's incredible. Very thin. Yeah, it should be fun, though. Uh, all right, we'll come back. Uh, lots more to come. Ron Slay's going to join us at 125. We'll talk college basketball with him. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 